Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Ryan Markar. He is an astrologist. He also has a new podcast called Clear Annoyance Podcast. I can't wait to hear it. So guys, check that out, too. I'll put a link on my show notes. But Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me again. It's such a treat. You have been so fun to get to know lately. (laughs) Thank you. Listen, I watch your videos on TikTok, and you're so fun and entertaining. And you were also on Karen's podcast, Karen Rontowski, Paranormal Karen. That's how I know you. Um, And she's so funny. And she has some of the best people on her podcast. And that's why I was like, I got to have him on. So you were on about six months ago. And we talked about you coming back in June and doing some predictions for the rest of the year and maybe some other fun things we have planned. So let's get started. What do you got for me for the next six months? Oh, my God. There's, you know, as always, there's always a million things going on. Um, But I think for the most part, we dealt with a lot of bigger changes in the first half of the year. But there are are some significant ones as well. Honestly, starting right away in June, we have Pluto retrograding from Aquarius and moving backwards back into Capricorn, where it's been for the last 15 years. But in March, March 23rd, Pluto entered Aquarius, and that was the first time it had been in Aquarius for like 250 years. That's a really, really big change. Um, It barely got in there, though. So I didn't want to like ever overstate that before. And it was only for a couple months. June 11th, it's back in Capricorn for the rest of this year. But there is like a sneak peek, like during this past couple of months that Pluto, you know, dipped into Aquarius. And so basically, for me, the theme with that is a little twofold. Like the first one is the sneak peek where right away in January, Pluto's going to move back into Aquarius. And then it's essentially going to be in Aquarius for the next 20 years. Oh, wow. So this couple of months, basically like March 23rd through June 11th, You'll look back at that time frame and like throughout next year and be like, oh, my God, like something was like emerging at that point, And I was kind of not paying attention to it because, oh, wow. um, yeah, Pluto's a subconscious planet. Aquarius is incredibly smart. It kind of sees all the moving pieces, mm-hmm. but it takes like a bird's eye view approach. And Pluto tends to move a little underground and yeah, the subconscious. So it's things that we just don't really realize are, are happening below the surface. Well, it's funny though, Ryan, because, you know, it feels like all of a sudden weird stuff is going on and now all of a sudden we have this alien disclosure and they're really actually admitting it like even more so than they have in the last few months. So what do you think about that? Oh, I mean, that's literally what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I would love if we get confirmation of aliens uh, over the next 20 years, make contact. I mean, Aquarius, it rules aliens. It rules space in that sense. And it rules, like, space travel and air travel in general. So, like, visitation from (laughs) extraterrestrials, I could totally see happening. And that's my thing because, you know, I'm on the news too much. I watch the news too much. And I'm on TikTok way too much and there are all these alien disclosure videos now and all the bigger people now that maybe i wouldn't even think would go there they're all like listen guys this stuff is happening we are not alone in the universe which i never thought we were and now there's these big people that you know had all this clearance they're actually talking now and saying yeah we discovered alien craft and we discovered, you know, the crashed craft. And then they discovered some bodies. They discovered some that were still alive and they were not human. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, nice. <laughs> that's nice. Because all of a sudden, you know, because of COVID and everything's just, we have such a huge awakening anyway. And I think just we're, the frequency is so much different. And then the Mandela effect and all the things that are so different now within the last three years or so since COVID, everything's so different. The world is different. And I'm wondering if that's why this is happening so quickly now. Yeah, it's really, I, I hope so. I, <laughs> um, because, you know, I mean, Pluto hasn't been here. And it's kind of been straddling these few degrees for the last few years. But, you know, none of us were alive 250 years ago the last time it was there. But it, it's big change. Like last time Pluto was in Aquarius, it coincided with, you know, the French Revolution, the American Revolution, yes. independence, you know. Um, that That is such an Aquarius theme. It's like the people kind of coming together and breaking free from some sort of outdated structure and claiming new space and like trying to establish a new way of living enter like new thought even yeah. technology breakthroughs really really big societal shifts because aquarius literally rules the idea of the collective mm. so yeah i mean i think that like anything that's going to pretty much fundamentally shake up the collective yeah. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. consciousness is gonna be taking place over the next 20 years it's already underway clearly yeah exactly and since this is going to air toward the end of june we can just start from that point on because you kind of went from march to june 11th or whatever so if you want i mean you can kind of go month by okay. month or whatever you want to do and we can go from there yeah no perfect perfect uh, yeah that's all i wanted to say basically with that was just yeah. a sneak peek of 2024 but now it's going to go back to Capricorn, right? And it's going to be there for the rest of the year. And that is a big deal because this is the last batch of that. We're never going to get that again in our lifetime. And basically, like, there's this really big theme of what has been going on in your life the last 15 years. Like, this will play out collectively that last degree of Capricorn where Pluto is going to be sitting for the next six months. Mm -hmm. It's called a critical degree. Capricorn rules government, you know, institutions, the things that hold up society, mm. our structures. And Pluto rules like power and control dynamics, right? So it's like this last grasp for power. We're going to see that, like people who are in leadership positions mm. um, in institutions, right? They're going to basically, we're going to feel like any bit of freedom we've had over maybe the last few months or interesting breakthroughs, it all goes back on lockdown a little bit. You know, it's, there's more secrecy behind closed door meetings, that type of vibe. We'll see that collectively. But personally, it will also play out as, you know, just your last 15 years. Like, this is a wrap up. So what have you really struggled with? And if you know your birth chart, look at the Capricorn part of your birth chart. What house does that rule? Right. And that's been a 15 year storyline that you're really kind of feeling more empowered by ideally that's probably the best way to use this is say i am done with those stories now you know those things don't hold me up anymore um just like it's society's institutions that hold us up collectively in that way capricorn rules like your bones so it holds you up your body oh, like wow. so sort of like what is now a crutch you know you needed it before maybe it really got you through the last 15 years but you're moving into a whole new phase of life personally and where are you still hanging on to something like it feels like a white knuckle grip moment wow. it's, it's just like the visual i get you know and it's like you got to release that and move on right and i was going to ask you so if you are a capricorn like my daughter's a capricorn would something being in capricorn affect a capricorn more or less or does that have anything to do with it it affects them so much more, but they're probably the ones that are going to breeze through the next six months oh. better than anybody else because oh. they've now dealt with it. Like Pluto has crossed over anything that they have in Capricorn. So you said your daughter is a yeah. Capricorn? Yeah. Yeah. So 
Pluto crossed over her sun. That's a huge, huge deal. And because of how slow Pluto moves, the majority of people will not even experience that in their lifetime. So it's a transformative thing that she went through. And now it's sort of like she doesn't have fear anymore of anything. So like whatever the next six months could possibly throw her away, she's going to be the most well-equipped to handle it. Pluto will give her power. Because I always wonder about, you know, you say Venus and Gemini and all this. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And I know you said that a lot of people do not like that placement. And I'm like, why? What does that have to do with anything? But I'm a Gemini, so I want to know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's such a misdirected placement. It's so, oh, I wanted to get into that. With, <laughs> Venus has already left Gemini. I know, and I, I got you off track. So, so since we're back in Capricorn, and we have been for the last 15 years, we're kind of going to go back to, we're, we're kind of taking a couple steps back again, and kind of there's more secrecy. Um, although we've already had that too. So we had a little reprieve, like you said, and maybe won a few little battles, but we're going to go right back to it. So what do you see for like, you know, July, August, September area? Totally. So that for me just sets the tone of this like underlying thing happening the whole rest of this year, right? Of like old habits and you just looking at that and noticing them resurfacing in new ways maybe and trying to figure out, wait, I can, I can overcome that, you know? So everything else kind of will filter in under that. July though, it's a big deal. July, Venus, it's already in Leo. It just entered Leo. But it's going to be in Leo for an abnormal amount of time. Um, And July is like the start of a really big moment with Venus. Basically, Venus will be in Leo from June 5th all the way until October 9th. Normally, it's only in the sign for like four to six weeks at a time. Um, Yeah, it's going to go retrograde in Leo, which it does not go retrograde very often, like every year and a half. And so it's a bigger deal when it does because it is a personal planet. It's close to the sun. We really (laughs) feel Venus's effect in our day-to-day lives. Um, Venus retrograde in Leo is really interesting because Leo is such a happy sign and it has a lot of confidence you know it it knows its own worth it doesn't ever question that it knows how it's talented it's creative and artistic and i'm picking words right now that overlap with venus because those are going to be the things that come into question when venus turns retrograde so on july 22nd venus gets literally all the way to the very end of leo and then is like um actually (laughs) maybe we were overconfident since june 5th and let's let me back up over this until september 3rd july 22nd to september 3rd venus is going in reverse and so basically anything happening as soon as your podcast comes out until july 22nd (laughs) there's a lot that might get revisited in that time frame um yeah it's interesting energy ultimately i actually view this as a good thing like venus retrograde is never all that fun but in leo there kind of will be a much more positive end result i would say of this retrograde the retrograde could still suck for plenty of people (laughs) because it's just those themes of making you question your own self-worth like venus rules relationships and the other people right? right so people that you tend to have really great relationships with might start just like kind of changing behavior a little bit and, and saying or doing things that make you feel unlovable or unworthy mm. not special and it can just be like leo rules the ego so like a lot of people will have deflated egos during this retrograde oh, wow. but that kind of initiates this self-love process in you venus is all about self-love ultimately that's mm-hmm. really a huge function and leo again inherently knows its worth 
and it shines. It's a little bit of sun. So if you're feeling dim, that won't be the case after September 3rd. This will really September 3rd through October 9th when Venus is moving forward again. Mm. You'll be like, wait. No, I am worthy. I am worth that. And kind of like, <laughs> screw you for making me feel like I wasn't for, right. you know, like right. it makes you kind of love yourself more. No, because it, And I get it because that energy and I'm one of those people that I don't know much about astrology. That's why I have people like you on my podcast. And I get it because I, I can feel certain things within my own sign that you pointed out to me. But you know, another thing I was going to tell you, we've all heard of Mercury retrograde. But I've never heard of Venus retrograde. So that's kind of cool. Oh, well, every planet, well, pretty much every planet goes retrograde, actually. But the important ones are Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Those ones we feel because they're the closest ones to the sun. Um, Mercury, we're pretty familiar with because it it's retrograde for about a quarter of the year because it's retrograde a few times a year. Okay. So basically one in four people were born with Mercury retrograde, which typically means that they can actually maneuver through it pretty well. But Venus retrograde is, is rare to be born under. And Mars retrograde is even more rare. It's, mm-hmm. it's only retrograde every like two years and a couple months. But yeah, those, those we feel because those are such pivotal energies in our day-to-day lives. But right. the other planets after that, Jupiter onward, they're retrogrades like half the year. So that's just a normal kind of ebb and flow of life right. and not really anything that I ever tend to focus on. Although we've got a couple of big planets going retrograde. I guess Neptune and uh, Saturn will probably be a retrograde when this comes out. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> More retrograde. Yeah, it's Love interesting. That. A kind of like fun thing as well, I guess, the Venus and Leo storyline, even the retrograde. It's it's a it's a sexy energy. Um, really, like Leo, again, it knows, it knows how to flaunt what it's got. Venus, planet of love. Yeah. It, it also likes to feel magnetic and Venus and Leo likes the attention, you know? So it's like, if you're in a relationship, relationship themes will certainly be highlighted and you'll probably be feeling more romantic, more excitable um, and willing to like, even try new things. Almost like it's it's a a married couple who maybe feels like, has the passion gone away at all? Like we don't do date nights anymore. Like you might just start doing that again, especially during the retrograde, any retrograde. It's good for going back to things in the past that you used to do. And in Leo, it's like, we love, we used to love doing this certain date night thing and maybe I could totally see couples like resuscitating an old thing they used to do together. You know, they just got out of the habit of it's beautiful for that stuff. So I like the romance energy overall. I I will say if it's a newer relationship, Venus retrograde can cause breakups. Um, We have a hard time giving and receiving love. And even like a couple that's been committed for a long time, it can be hard to get back in the habit of this old thing or figure out how do we make something new come into this relationship right now and make it feel fun and excitable again, you know? Right. You're just dealing with some of those issues, but I never recommend breaking up in a Venus retrograde unless it's something, you know, really abusive and toxic. Right. And yeah, of course. But otherwise, you typically will regret that decision afterward and couples will often get back together once Venus is direct again. But then it's like, well, that breakup was unnecessary and it kind of becomes this like stain on the relationship mm-hmm. and it can get brought up again in future disagreements, you know? Or if you break up in a Venus retrograde, and you don't get back together, you will pretty much always look back on that person like, dang, what if? Right, yeah. <laughs> Did we need to 
break up, you know, exactly. um, it's just unfortunate. So it's like, you know, grin and bear it. <laughs> you don't yeah. expect your partner to be perfect. There will be misunderstandings in love for sure. Yeah. I almost like prefer, like it's going to be more intricate if you're in a relationship. Life is more intricate that way, right? Just in right. general, but also I think more fruitful and fun. But I like this Venus special grade for single people. Like that is saucy. Like the <laughs> dating this summer, it is, it is a, hot girl summer um and i think the weird thing is like if you're single go for it like have fun if you want to hook up have a hookup but if you want to just like date if you want to find somebody go for it go for it what i would avoid though is the retrograde again july 22nd through september 3rd Mm -hmm. don't date new people during that time oh no new people you can otherwise but that's a good time of like just saying okay you know what if if i haven't met somebody by now i'm just gonna go back to my like old regular you know like situationship or hookup or whatever or i'm just gonna be single for this you know it's just 40 days so just commit to being single and just having fun with yourself and getting creative that's another good thing that this can be for but otherwise like i love this venus retrograde always can bring back people from the past always like it's just old people you used to know um, reemerge. It just happens. And this time, though, there's this energy to it. Like, you know, normally if an ex comes back, for instance, Mm -hmm. it's like never advised to meet up with them. Like, don't go back to your ex, you know. Um, But this time it's like, no, I think the second time it's going to work or they've changed or at minimum, it's like something's there's a reason they're coming back and it's going to ultimately make you feel better about yourself. Nice. The relationship could restart and you're loving it. And it's amazing. That would really be a beautiful thing. But you know, maybe it's an ex that you had a bad breakup with mm-hmm. and you'll, you have no desire to meet up with them. It was just like a, you know, bad breakup. But if it wasn't abusive, if it wasn't like fully toxic and they call you, answer and you have no idea what it's going to be for and it might not restart the relationship but maybe they have something to tell you an apology to give you anything that honestly is going to make you like come out of that feeling like wow like i'm glad that i did meet up with them or have that talk and right. you might also feel like and i'm also really glad i'm not with them anymore and right. feel even more confirmed <laughs> in that you know i feel better about yourself it's anybody so that comes back yeah. in the past they're could be serious gifts there even a friend like it could be platonic for sure um it kind of depends on where it's at in your yeah. your chart so i'm yeah it's a really interesting time i'm every time venus goes retrograde it's a theme of my clients charts this has been a theme in my chart twice now the last two venus retrogrades yeah. um very pivotal people have popped back up and the last one that person is very much still in my life <laughs> and yeah. like just such a a joy like I'm so actually grateful for it like Aww. it's so wonderful and I never thought that I would know that person ever again oh, wow. um, I fully had yeah like I, I had kind of closed that chapter and I'm just like so happy that it's not closed you know and, oh, it, yeah. and I will never close that book ever again exactly and I know, you know like to be without them now and it's like it's not worth it so I just want to always know this person you know I, I love it well you know it's funny because are we actually in it right now in the retrograde right now No, uh, July 22nd is when it goes retrograde. It just entered Leo two days ago. So this storyline is just ramping up. So somebody from the past could even come right now, you know? Um, But then if if somebody from the past comes now before July 22nd, then once Venus goes retrograde, I would expect that that storyline amps up. Like say you meet up with a childhood friend or something or some friend from a few years ago you haven't seen in a while. You might have a great coffee with them. 
and then Venus goes retrograde and then all of a sudden they are reminded to get back in touch with you because they now know that you're in a certain line of work and they've got a big business opportunity for you. Like they'll be more important than in the retrograde. And it's so funny because uh, someone in my past, uh, someone I dated years ago, we didn't break up bad. It was amicable, but it was a big deal when I was younger and I didn't keep in touch with him, but I had a mutual friend with him who did keep in touch with him and he did reach out to me and say he recently passed away. So it was like, oh, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I get it. There's a certain energy about this planetary alignment already now. Mm-hmm. I love Venus and Leo. Honestly, I really do. It's I think it's such a fun energy. It will cause like some strife in relationships though and right. just self-worth issues, right? Even when Venus goes retrograde, like Leo's the creative, the performer. Like, right. um, So people like Venus and Leo because you're on fire with your creative spirit. But then that retrograde period is going to be like classic writer's block. But it's like writer's block against all creative pursuits. Oh, you yeah. just feel like I am all out of ideas. I am worthless in this now. And like Venus rules money. The Venus retrograde typically is difficult for money moves. I don't recommend it at all, actually. Like, keep a conservative budget during the retrograde, no matter what. Leo likes nice things, and it's a pretty vain sign. I I say this lovingly because it needs to, like, invest in itself. But this is not a time for self-investment. Don't beautify yourself. Get your hair done before July 22nd. Get your nails done. Don't get a tattoo. (laughs) Like, dead serious. Like, don't spend frivolously. Um, Because typically, if you do, Venus, the universe, will kind of be like, oh, yeah, you thought you could afford that. But now I'm going to slap you with this big, unexpected expense. And you're going to wish you didn't spend that money. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, good to know. Because, like I said, if we can all kind of have a little bit of a future forecast here, that's why I do these podcasts with you. Because I know we're now we're on to, what, mid-July... August now? Yeah, well, there's like one theme that also happens in July. Starts July 18th, just right before the Venus retrograde. But it's going to initiate a year and a half long cycle, which is really big. This is the nodes, the North Node and the South Node. They're always completely opposite each other so they straddle opposing signs Mm. they're not planets but and i won't even really get into what they are it's too technical but they have a lot to do with fate it's like the universe's hand in our lives Mm. personally and collectively and so they've been in taurus and scorpio for the last year and a half and now july 18th they're gonna move into aries and Libra, they move backwards through the signs. Strange. Um, Basically, with the South Node, there tends to be a decrease of importance. We maybe lose things even. We have to learn to let things go. Goodbyes, endings, you know. It it can have like a bittersweet feeling, but sometimes it can bring like a total loss. Mm. But then we're learning, it's again kind of like a crutch because it's actually a comfort zone for the most part where the South Node is. It's almost like like a hidden talent. We just don't want to over rely on it that's easy access energy for us and if we put too much effort there the universe has a way of making that part of life kind of go awry so we want to just trust in the universe where the south node is which is going to be the libra part of your chart um which libra's partnership and relationship marriage (laughs) it doesn't mean i mean yeah sure this could mean like marriages fall apart especially the fact that it's happening a couple days before the venus retrograde kicks in that's interesting i mean venus rules libra so that storyline is at play it could definitely see like couples breaking up that we're not going to expect 
that'll all happen July, August, September, though. So that's going to be the thing. But for the general theme for the next year and a half, that is about not like removing blocks. Like that loss is probably going to more so be about what is preventing me from engaging in healthy relationships, like relationship patterns that have been toxic, you know, or why am I always into the wrong type of person? Like we'll notice patterns in our relationships, our most important relationships. That's more of what Libra is. It's the one-on-one. Yes. It doesn't have to be romantic. Best friends, roommates, business partners, things like that. And we just don't want to be codependent. It's about interdependence because opposite that is Aries, mm. the first sign of the Zodiac. So Aries is like born and doesn't even know what any other sign is because it comes first. So we're all kind of looking at how can I incorporate a healthier like acceptance of my autonomy like, I want to feel more personally empowered. I want to do things more on my own. Right. And that's that's a good thing, ultimately. Like, sometimes Aries can be a little too brash, but with the North Node, it's kind of this point that can never be satiated. So, like, you know you don't want to totally just always act out of ego and step all over other people, but if you, in your heart, feel like you're doing what's best for you, right for you, even if that means that other person's got to, like, kind of take a decreased place in my life right now, yeah. that's okay, you'll start realizing those themes. It's interesting. It's going to play out in a lot of weird ways. A lot of people are predicting even, you know, with Libra ruling that like marriage structure, the one-on-one, that a lot of like uh, non-traditional relationships <laughs> will be much more popular because yeah, people are going to yeah. be acting out of self-interest. And they're going to be like, I don't want to be with just one person. So I could see that happening as well. So what are you thinking like from, you know, what, September through the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be a big one. We're really going to be adjusting to that in general. So I guess just notice that, like, where are people starting to bug you the second half of the year? Yeah. And then also, where where are you feeling a calling? We feel a calling with that North okay. Node. You're personally going to feel called in a whole new direction. Oh, wow. and, and it's kind of like a solo journey, too. It's like, okay. nobody else can really help me with this. I'm just going to do this. It's, it's for me. So think about that and explore it. Pursue it. The North Node is fades, and it's going to bring you something good. Like, go for it, please. Nice. Do not stick with old habits, routines people that you know aren't good for you anymore and we got to move on and then after that we have um those are also the eclipse points so this initiates a new set of eclipses that those will have eclipses in october so everybody can expect october to basically be a significant turning point i think it's interesting after like some relationships might get shaken up or that venus retrograde makes you feel more empowered in a certain way because you got disempowered for a minute then october comes and that's when the universe eclipses tend to be jarring and bring totally new events into our lives just like suddenly um sometimes sometimes again it's like a south node is one of the types of eclipses so it's like a release it could be like a sudden closure something that you're like not ready to let go of but you have to but it can also be this massive opportunity like a north node type thing that Mm. you deserve this you know so those big events will happen in October. Okay. And I love it personally. I think like I'm excited yeah. to see where that where that goes. I'm um, especially Taurus. Like if anybody's a Taurus or if you have big Taurus placements, Taurus is gonna be kind of the the theme in October that's gonna get 
a lot of eclipses. And then the other three fixed signs as well. So Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Those four are really in the spotlight in October. Those are kind of the big themes because the other planets have now shifted signs. Like one that we're really getting adjusted to still is Jupiter, I guess. This happened in May. Mm -hmm. Jupiter, May 16th, moved into Taurus. You know, so that's still a fresh energy. Like for me, I don't even still feel like I've got a good grasp on how is that totally working out in my own life, maybe a little bit, but not more. (laughs) So look at that in the sense of Jupiter is like where we want to go big or go home. It's good luck and joy and opportunity and optimism. It's like a guardian angel in your chart. So ultimately, that Taurus part of your chart is really important as well until May of next year. And it's going to carry you through this year. It's like where your faith should be. And if you invest in the Taurus part of your birth chart, you're, you're going to double your investment. You know, nice. like the ROI there is excellent. So I guess like an example of that for me, this is the funniest thing. <laughs> like that North Node going into Aries, it's like the personal empowerment, right? right. Um, I normally try to not talk so personally about myself you know but that is really where this is moving like a personal story matters it's how we contextualize ourselves is through like how do we relate to someone else right Right. we have to orientate like who am i in the grand scheme of the other um so anyway a personal story matters and your story matters everybody should like kind of be sharing the story more and feel more confident in that so for me and hopefully this then relates to you or, or your listeners. Taurus rules my fourth house, home, family, real estate, okay. um, and roots, foundations. The rest of the chart stands on it. So it's like, if that's shaky, then everything else can kind of feel like it's tumbling down. Um, and I've been feeling that. But now that Jupiter's there, I'm like, okay, I got to really trust in this and know that if I focus on that part of life, it's going to work for me. I used to use that Taurus part of my chart the last four years because Uranus has been in there. And yeah. I won't really get into that too. But like Jupiter and Taurus, and I have that in my birth chart. It's it's like the green thumb. It, like it can grow plants yeah. like so well. <laughs> yeah. But Taurus is a, a slow sign and it's methodical. It wants to do things right. It needs really good, consistent practice. And that's the investment energy that Jupiter is going to want you to make here. Normally with Jupiter, we can kind of like take a big, big leap, you know, and it can really pay off for us. Right. It's like we got lucky energy. Not so much here. The, the luck comes through you putting in some work consistently. So progressively over the last four years, I swear I'm going somewhere with this. The last four years, I was growing these house plants, yeah. you know, and like working on my green thumb because I never had it. And it, I got better and better and better all four years. Oh, wow. And then I realized I just missed the boat on planting seeds this year. Wow, <laughs> and so okay. I was like, well, crap, I'm not going to like do my green thumb. And so this energy is going to obviously shift, but still be in this area of my life. And now I'm looking at this big move. And go figure, Jupiter is a planet that can bring moves. It's a traveling planet. It rules, you know, Sagittarius, the adventurer, the explorer. They're always off somewhere new. I love where I live and I don't want to move. But now life is kind of moving me in this way that's like, I think I got to move, you know, and I think I got to like take this leap of faith. Honestly, I'm feeling called to this place. Like I don't really want to go to, but like, I think I got to do it. It just feels like, dang, I, I, you know, no, but it's like, you listen to the science in the universe in it. And I'm like, I I can see it. Also, Ryan, it's like you just said, it's something within you. It's something personal within you. That's part of this, you know, and then also the investment part is kind of coming up. And then also just the fact that you, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. And with it being in Libra, they're more about home and and relationship and balance, right? And that's, you know, that's all part of it. I've learned this all from you just on this whole thing. I was going to ask you, 
I was watching one of your videos and I was so taken aback when you said a lot of people, it's very common for people to pass away during eclipses. What? Yeah, that's actually one of the first things we ever really kind of tracked in astrology. Really? Yeah, like ancients would see an eclipse because it's so visible when an eclipse happens, you know, and it's weird. It's like, what is that? And from an ancient perspective, you're definitely like, I don't know what is happening. The gods are bad or something. And then a king would die. Um, and oh, then that yeah. that was like consistently recorded, like plenty of solar quote unquote figures, because typically the sun gets blocked out at that like iconic type of eclipse. Right. A solar figure would be like a celebrity, a luminary, somebody who shines brightly in front of all of us. Okay. Um, those prominent figures tend to pass away. But also, like, I guess, as we've moved into consciousness and spirituality and all this, people now associate it very much as like an entry point and an exit point for the soul. Like they just tend to be these common women windows where very common to like a elderly you know aging grandparent will pass away um it doesn't even have to be tragic and then like a week later or two weeks later somebody in the family announces oh my god we're pregnant (laughs) you know yeah yeah well and also i was gonna ask you because last night i was texting ryan kind of late on my end and i was like hey ryan i'm gonna throw something else at you while you're on the podcast with me i said i said I was like, can you do like a little mini for each sign, you know, just a little mini read for every sign? Because everybody that listens to my podcast, we all have our own signs. So I just thought I'd ask to see what you have for any of us the rest of the year. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm so glad you asked this, too. I think that's so smart. Um, Yeah. I made these little themes and won't be verbose about them, I promise. Um, (laughs) But just to give the very top line couple things that I think you need to focus on for per sign. Um, So listen, sun, moon, and rising, (laughs) as they love to say. Uh, They all will matter, and you'll be able to synthesize these, I think. Okay, so for Aries, I wrote smart money moves while you move in silence. So loving what Aries is doing with the money, but I don't know that they're talking about it. And even beyond money, I think Aries is pulling some moves that they're just like, I'm going to keep this for me. I'm going to keep this under wraps right now. I'm going to let make sure that I get this like as good as it can be. And then I'm going to announce it or something, you know, like a lottery. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. That'd be like, Oh, the best way. (laughs) Well, and I hope you never tell someone. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I I just decided to live in Paris. I just wanted to live there. I I don't don't know where I got the money. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. You like move and don't tell anybody. Everybody's like, where does she go? (laughs) I love that. I feel like on a practical end, I could see it literally just being something like, you know, an Aries taking like a night class and they, they invest money oh, into okay. that right and that's a smart <laughs> investment then that right. that they maybe don't tell anybody like i'm learning this thing at home and right. um you know and then they finish the class and then maybe they come out about it or something sure. and, okay. but then maybe they get a job opportunity because of that new thing they learned right yeah so taurus i wrote this is where i started making some of them rhyme i don't know why i explained <laughs> <to> this <laughs> i said someone's gotta go but you're going to grow. Ooh, I love that. I love that. I know, a little saucy, but someone's got to go. It can actually suck for sure, but it also doesn't have to, and I could actually see it many ways, being Taurus taking the responsibility for themselves to know, like, you know, I'm putting up boundaries. Like, I can't hang with this person anymore. I can't can't let their energy impact me anymore. And that's what I mean the second half, but you're going to grow. I think, like, they are seeing the investment in themselves. Taurus, right? Right. Jupiter's in their sign. So no matter what, life's kind of on Taurus's side now. Until May of next year. (laughs) Gemini, I said, uncertainty sucks, 
but you are protected from bad luck. That makes <laughs> yeah, me feel better. You know, like, <laughs> I just think like Gemini is going to feel a little directionless and like uncertain. I mean, that's like not a fun feeling, right? right. But, um, you know, keep the face, keep the face. You'll be fine. Nothing's going to wipe you out right now. Okay, that's good to know because you and I are both Geminis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's sort of like what I was saying too about like my potential move. I'm like, you know, like I don't know what's happening with this. I know that it will make me grow. I will grow. Good for yeah. You. yeah. Um, cancer. I said <laughs> very succinct. New places, new faces. <laughs> How fun. And also weird, though, for a cancer, because cancer loves familiarity. It yes. literally rules that concept. It likes its people. It doesn't really like to expand outside that very much. And it rules the home. Right. With cancer, I see them meeting new people and going places they've never been before, far and wide, even. So love that. Okay. Then Leo, I said, old faces, but in new phases. So they're going to probably have some very big storylines that are new, but with people from their past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, and that leads to big changes in their life direction. It gotcha. really will. Okay. Leo's going to have some very big changes in where they think their life is going. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Virgo, I said, working on your commitment baggage, especially like relationship, I would say, romantic relationship baggage, while packing up your actual baggage. There you go. (laughs) Because (laughs) they might like, you know, call it off in a relationship, like towards that happening, but also that doesn't have to happen but they'll have to address relationship baggage, but I could see them traveling too, like literally going new places, potentially moving. Yeah. Libra, I wrote realizations about alliances and frenemies will actually help you overcome your bad tendencies. So any little (laughs) habits you have, I know. Well, because Libra, you know, likes to be on a good level with everybody. They're going to really come to know the second half of this year who actually is there for me and who kind of am I now seeing is not and but right. they pretend they are, right? A frenemy thing. And something about that is going to impact them on a very personal level that kind of forces them to, to change some personal habits in their day-to-day life. Gotcha. Scorpio, I wrote, creative strife, but someone new is coming into your life. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you were having so much fun with these, weren't you, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know why. I really don't know why. They were like slowing out of me. Um, I don't know why. But even if someone new come into their life, the creative strife also kind of rules the part of their life where like we're dating. We're trying to find a new yeah. partner. So for me, that could even be something where they don't feel good enough or confident enough in being able to date or that they would be a good partner. But like, it's like, well, that partner's trying to come in. So get over it. Like the creative strife is there. And in general, creativity, they're probably not going to feel creative, but uh, other people will probably uplift them. I would okay. say okay. Sagittarius. I said, feeling isolated at home, but you meet new people when you get up and go, which nice. Sagittarius likes to get up and go anyway, but they like new places and new faces. Cancer's like stolen their energy this year and they're kind of moving into cancer energy in a weird way, but they'll meet new people in the places that, they frequent so like find your local haunts like get a coffee shop that's in your routine or something you know like i like that for them Um, but the home life might feel a little lonely or something um capricorn i said pessimistic about your finances but you're trying out some new dances not a perfect (laughs) rhyme but (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. Meaning, I think that they are liking, I don't know, their investment energy so much. I don't think they're going to feel like they've got much on their side logistically, but they're, they're feeling like very fired up creatively. And so I said new dances, more so meaning like, I think they're going to get really into something. Like I could see Capricorns picking up a hobby. They might be pessimistic about it though. You know, like right. I'm not going to be good at this and then realize like, God, but I love this. And then they are good at it. <laughs> right. um, and it might cost some money, which they might, you know, Capricorns are pretty conservative with their spending. So they right. won't like putting True. that money into like taking dance classes or something. Yeah. Okay. Aquarius, I said money feels tight, but you're investing it in the right way this time. Okay. They've been definitely dealing with some stuff. It's like Aquarians have been dealing with a lot, but they're getting a whole lot of stuff together in the second half of this year. And it is setting them up in a very long-term way. So like, take that stuff seriously, nice. please okay. Aquarians, like focus on it, keep it conservative, like minimal, minimal, minimal lifestyle, keep your head down, do your work, like really like be on your best behavior these next six months because that stuff is going to pay off huge. Um, Pisces, Mm -hmm. the final sign. I said, feeling personally restricted, (laughs) but you're optimistic going through it. Nice. Yeah, they're just like, a lot could actually just be happening to them on a personal level where anything that they're trying to do Mm -hmm. is not moving smoothly. Life feels like it's hard to, if they're trying to take on anything new, they're going to get like met with red tape and all these hoops that they don't feel like other people get met with. But they've got this attitude through it that's like, I will persevere. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's okay. Well, no. And see, that's why I wanted to do this because I knew you'd make it fun, but you made it easy to understand too. And I'm telling you, mine was spot on uh, for sure. And then just that whole retrograde thing was totally spot on with just, and and it's going to be different for everyone. It's not the same, you know, everyone's not. Yeah. Don't take everything literally, just kind of sit back and see what happens. And, you know, at this point, I think we all can learn, if nothing else, going, listen to yourself. Think about your choices, you know, especially with everything so crazy in this world right now. There's just so much going on and it's automatic. It's just never ending. It's like a boiling pot that's not quite going to overflow, but it's right there. I feel like that's going on all the time now. And that's a lot for all of us to deal with. So having a little bit of guidance, having a little bit of predictions with Ryan. I love your energy. I love how you describe things. I love how you tell us what to do and how to handle it if it does come up. So, and Ryan, real quick, before you go, tell everyone where they can find you and if they can get a reading, all the things. Oh my God, I love you so much. Um, yeah, all my information all together is always going to be at my website, which is just ryansastrology.com. And book me on there. Instagram, I'm at Ryan Marquardt, my full name. Then TikTok, at Ryan's Astrology. And then the new podcast just came out, Claire Annoyance. Website's the good one-stop shop, though. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'll add all of your information on my show notes because you are a delight. I will always have you on. You're my astrology guy, whether you like it or not. And guys, go check out his podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Go check out his podcast, too. It's doing really well. I'm so proud of you. I know it'll be a lot of fun. I have yet to listen to it, but I'm telling you, I know you, and I know it's going to be fun. And I'll add that on my show notes as well. And Ryan, again, you have been a delight. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. 
So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist, and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again, and I will see you next week.